Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, I decided to pop on because there are literally so many new faces on my Instagram. Holy guacamole. One of my videos is like, went absolutely viral. There's so many new people on my Instagram. So I wanted to pop on, say hello. We got Marlene. We got, who else do we have on here? We got Alana, Laurel, Kayleen, Miranda, Irene. Jolene, Beverly, Christy, Rita, Emily, Laura, Julia. Oh my gosh, hello everyone. There's so many new faces, hello. Let me know where you are from. I There was like 7,000 new people on my Instagram and I want to get to know you. Let me know where you're from in, in the chat box. I'm going to answer a question that was actually asked um, Somebody asked me, what is the first step in stopping binge eating? I've tried for many years. And I really want to talk about this because knowing from Ohio, so cool, Newfoundland, Canada, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, yes, Jarvis, Detroit, oh my God, all over the world, Jersey, amazing. Okay. I want to answer this question. What is the first step in stopping? I've tried for many years. My UK, I love my UK clients. California, so good. Philippines, oh my gosh, that is so cool. That's amazing. So what is the first step in stopping? The thing is, you guys, when Catherine said, I just discovered you. Yes, I know so many of you guys just came to, to my page. So I'm happy. I'm happy to connect, with, to connect with all of you guys. So the first step in stopping, what you have to understand when it comes to binge eating is what is actually causing these binge urges? What is actually leading you to feel impulsive with food? Sometimes it's like, what do I do to stop my binge eating? But we have to figure out why you're binging in the first place. What is actually causing these urges? Because if we don't feel this intense urge to binge, it would be so much easier for you to not give in. How many of you guys know what that urge to binge feels like? It's demanding. It's persistent. The way that I describe it to my clients, it's like an itchy mosquito bite that needs to be scratched. You're like, don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to come home. You're going to go to bed early. You're just going to brush your teeth. You're going to uh, just go to bed. You're going to, you're going to do good. You got to do good today. You're not going to give into your binge urge. And in the morning, you're like so motivated. You're like, I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to do it. And then as soon as that urge to binge hits you, 
It's like, it literally is like an itchy mosquito bite. You're like, don't do it, don't scratch it, don't scratch it. And then as soon as you scratch it a little bit, next thing you know, you're scratching for the rest of the night. AKA, you tell yourself, I'm not gonna binge. And then as soon as you have one bite of something sweet, you have just a little bit of ice cream, like that taste of sugar, it's like, I have to keep going. So next thing you know, you're in the cupboards, you're having some chocolate. Next thing you know, you're in the freezer, you're finishing off the tub of ice cream. Next thing you know, you're back in the fridge and you're like, what the heck and Bob just happened? So in those moments, it is hard to not give in. So if I can share with you, I'm gonna share with you guys today, what is actually creating those binge urges and you can start preventing those binge urges from arising in the first place, well, guess what? It's gonna be so much easier for you to not give in and binge, okay? So who's excited about this? Give me some hearts. I'm a very interactive person. I like to like interact with you guys, so give me some hearts. Give me some love in the comments. Who is freaking ready? So a few things, a few things. I'm actually gonna pull up something. So I want to make sure I'm covering all the information that I want to share with you guys today. So what actually creates this urge to binge? So many people are blaming stress, are blaming external factors for why they, they binge. Kimberly, I know you were chatting in the DMs. Hello, beautiful. So most people are like, I binge because I'm stressed. And, and he, I want to I share this with you guys. Do some people, do you know of people who are stressed and yet they don't come home, they don't go into their cupboards, they're stressed and like, I'm going to a yoga class. I'm so stressed, I'm gonna do some meditation. I'm so stressed, I'm gonna put my feet up on the couch and I'm gonna watch Netflix. A lot of people are blaming their binges because, oh, I'm stressed. And now, can stress propel you to binge? Yes, of course. I mean, if you're, if you're stressed, you're probably not going to, you know, look for some carrots and celery. You're probably going to go in the cupboards and grab some ice cream or some highly palatable foods, right? To get that relief, that dopamine hit, right? The relaxation, but you don't binge. You don't binge because you're stressed. Still to this day in my life, I get stressed, but I don't binge because I don't have this urge to binge. The people in your life who have a normal, balanced, healthy relationship with food, they have stressful times, they get stressed out, but they don't, they don't go into the cupboards and eat until they're so physically sick because they don't have this urge, AKA like that itchy mosquito bite or like that pull that's driving them to consume thousands of calories, right? And some people will say, oh, but it's because I keep trigger foods in the house and I have kids and, you know, I buy them snacks or Halloween. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I binge because I have snacks in the house. But guess what? People who have a healthy relationship with food can keep those foods in the house and not binge because they don't have the urge. So if you believe that the reason why you binge is because you're stressed or you're home alone or you got trigger foods in the house, I want to squash that belief. And I want to say that the number one reason why you binge is because you have this urge to binge. So what actually causes this urge to binge? There's a few different things. Restriction. 
if, if there's any type of restriction, whether it is you're, you're doing Weight Watchers, you're tracking calories and macros, or maybe you're not even on a specific diet, but you're labeling food as good versus bad, and you are having these food rules of like, I can't eat after seven o'clock, or, you know, I can't have sweets, or, um, you know, I can only have half a cup of rice. Those are all food rules. You don't have to be on a diet. You don't have to be on a diet to have these food rules. So right now, maybe you are doing intermittent fasting or you're tracking calories and macros, but maybe not. Maybe you're just like, you can only have one slice of bread. Yeah, someone told me it can be due to related childhood issues. And I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Kimberly, because the thing is, so I'm just gonna share my experience. Maybe some of you guys relate, maybe some of you guys can't. I had a good childhood. I never had crazy childhood trauma. Some people I know absolutely didn't. I'm just sharing my experience. And, but I still binged. Because for me, I was heavily, heavily, heavily restricting. I grew up as a competitive dancer. By the age of 14, I was on my first diet. So for 10 years of my life, I was depriving myself. And then all of a sudden, I had these intense binge urges that led me to start binging and feeling out of control with food. Now, do you need to work through stress? Do you need to work through the trauma that you've been through? Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't wanna have, you know, you don't wanna be living with trauma, but I wanna, I wanna share with you guys that it's not the reason why you're binging. You have this urge. I worked with a client last year inside of my academy and she's been through a lot in her childhood. She's been through a lot. And she, you know, she's tried therapy, she's done all these things, but it still wasn't like, okay, but why am I binging? If you're going to therapy and you're talking about your childhood trauma or whatever it is, it's like, there's only so much that you can, you know, talking through things is very helpful. Having a a therapist to hold space for you is helpful, but you actually got to learn how to rewire the brain. We need actual tangible tools of how to stop feeling impulsive, how to release food guilt, how to be able to eat a cookie without eating the entire box. So I worked with her. I helped her rewire her brain. She still had stress. There was still trauma, but she wasn't binging. She wasn't turning to food because we've rewired her brain, right? So if there is any type of restriction, you are going to binge. It is inevitable. If there is any type of restriction, that is gonna create this urge. You tell yourself you're not allowed to have chocolate, all you're gonna want is chocolate. You tell yourself you can't have the pasta when you go out for dinner, all you're gonna want is the pasta. And what might end up happening is because you gotta do good with your diet, you're gonna order the salad. And the next thing you know, all you're thinking about is the pasta. And some of you guys are like, why do I think about food so much? Well, if you just actually allowed yourself to have what it is that you wanted in the first place, you would not be thinking about food all day long. But when you eat the salad because you feel like you need to do good and you got to be healthy, right? And then it's like, oh, this is actually not what I really wanted. I really wanted the pasta. All you're thinking about is the pasta. Has this happened to you? Has this happened to you? Let me know. So the restriction is going to cause binge urges. Something else is not eating enough or being in a calorie restricted state. So many people are focusing heavily on 
weight loss and I need to eat less and I need to be dieting. I need to be in a calorie restricted state because I need to lose weight. But what ends up happening is when you're in a calorie restricted state, your body sends you these urges because your body wasn't meant to diet. So your body is like, this person's not eating enough. I'm going to send these urges to tell this person that they need to eat because they're in like danger zone. Like they're eating less calories than they're burning. Like this is not normal. I'm going to send these urges. And this is why ending binge eating and focusing on weight loss don't go hand in hand. This doesn't mean you can't lose weight while recovering from binge eating. I actually had one of my clients that I'm working with and she's like, it's so weird. Like I'm actually releasing weight and I'm not even dieting. She's like, I'm in a program with you. We're, I'm rewiring my brain. I'm like, yeah. When you're no longer binging, she hasn't binged in a while. When you're no longer binging and you're no longer consuming thousands of calories, your weight will take care of itself. But the people that focus on weight loss specifically, ironically, binge more. Because when you're in a calorie restricted state, that creates binge urges. When you're healing your relationship with food, you're trying to get rid of your binge urges. Do you see how the two can't go hand in hand? One of them, dieting, creates binge urges. Healing your relationship with food, you're trying to get rid of those binge urges. So we can't do both at the same time, but this does not mean that you can't have health and fitness goals. This does not mean that you can't lose weight when healing your relationship with food. You can, but we can't specifically focus on it. Okay. Is this making sense? Give me some yes in the, give me a yes in the comments. Give me some hearts. Is this making sense? Okay. So we got what creates binge urges restriction. We also got not eating enough or being in a calorie restricted state. The next one is dismissing cravings. How many of you guys dismiss your cravings? I'm craving chocolate, but like, um, I probably shouldn't have it. So I'm just going to drink some green tea. I really want the ice cream, but like I got to do good. So I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Right. <laughs> Kimberly says, Oh my God. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I agree. I love this. Steffi says, yes, I've been doing it so wrong for so long, but that's okay. You know what? I spent 10 years of my life doing it quote unquote wrong. And now I'm here. I learned my lessons. So you can, you can, you can do this as well too. I've never looked at it like that, but it completely makes sense. Oh, Nicole, we're just getting started. <laughs> I love this. This is so much fun. Okay, so dismissing cravings. So many people think cravings are bad. Oh my gosh, I can't give in to my cravings, then I'm just going to binge. But here's the thing, you guys. Cravings don't go away when you don't honor them. When you don't honor them, most people think if I don't honor my cravings, we got Nora's in the house, Nora's in my membership. I'm so excited. Hello, Nora. When you don't honor your cravings, your cravings don't magically float away. Your cravings intensify and turn into binge urges. If this is not blowing your mind, I don't know what will. When you say, I, I, can't, I can't have the chocolate today, I need to do good. That craving for chocolate, it builds, it builds, it builds, and it grows stronger to the point where it's not, oh, should I give in or should I not give in? It's now an urge, and it feels like you must give in. You guys know what, what it feels like when you have that urge. 
You can't do anything else. You can't focus on work. You can't, you can't be in a conversation with somebody. You're like, I need to go into the kitchen and binge to get that relief. Cravings must be honored. That's definitely new. 1000%. So when you don't honor your cravings, they turn into binge urges. And then it feels like you don't have a choice, but you must give in. And when people tell me, but Lorna, I, I can't, I can't honor my cravings. So this is another thing, right? It's hard because I feel like when I do moderately give into a craving, it leads me to another binge. So this is a whole other conversation, but you guys, when, if you're honoring a craving, right? Let's say you're having some chocolate and the next thing you know, it goes onto a full blown binge. There still needs to be healing that needs to happen. This is why healing your relationship with food is a process. This is why there's not, oh, just do one thing and then you're going to be binge free. There's a process that I take my clients through. There's a process that you need to go through. You still need to, you still need to build up that trust. You still need to heal your relationship with that food. You still got to stop seeing that food as bad because here's the thing. I'm going to give you an example. If you all of a sudden are like, okay, Lorna told me to honor my cravings, so I'm going to, I'm going to eat some chocolate. But in the back of your mind, you're like, I shouldn't be eating this. I'm going to gain so much weight. Oh my gosh, there's so many calories. That judgment is going to lead into a binge in and of itself because, oh, I'm already doing something wrong. Might as well eat the whole freaking chocolate bar, right? And because there's still urges, right? If you haven't gotten rid of your urges yet, then yeah, giving into your cravings might turn into a slippery slope. But the more you actually honor your cravings, you're literally like, I can, I can have chocolate today. I can have chocolate tomorrow. I can have it next week, right? Like when you tell yourself that you can have something, you don't feel the need to finish it. When I used to tell myself, I can't have my chocolate chip pancakes. For those of you guys who are new here, I had this thing with like chocolate chip pancakes. I always binge on chocolate chip pancakes. And when I told myself that they're bad and I shouldn't eat them, every time I would binge. When I started actually honoring those cravings and just allowed myself, if I want chocolate chip pancakes, I'm going to have chocolate chip pancakes. Yes, the first few times it did spiral into a binge or at least some overeating. But then eventually it was like, okay, I can have this today. I can have it next week if I wanted to. I didn't feel this need to eat the whole thing. Okay. Uh, Nora says, listen to Lorna girls. She knows what she's talking about. Yes, Nora's in her membership. Ah, so excited. Alana says, I've done three of her courses. Everything she says is bang on correct. Yes, Alana, thank you for that. It's hard to trust the process, but it's, it's key in this. 1,000%. 1,000%. And you guys, this is why I always talk about being part of a community. If you're not part of a community and you're trying to figure this out on your own, it's so challenging. But when you have a community of other people who are like, I feel the same way, or like, you know, I trusted the process and I've been able to experience this, it's so much easier. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, I want to keep going with this. The other thing that creates binge urges is a lack of satisfying meals. So again, this kind of goes back to like, you know, if you're choosing the lowest calorie option, how many of you guys are like, I, I choose the lowest calorie option, right? Whether it's going out for dinner or let's say for breakfast, let's say for breakfast, you really want um, oatmeal, 
but you're like, oh, I want too many carbs, so I'm just gonna have an egg white omelet. And then you have the egg white omelet and you're like, that literally tasted like shit. <laughs> like that literally tasted like shit. And then a lot of the times you have the egg white omelet and you're full, but you're not satisfied. So then fat-free yogurt and milk every time. Yeah. Right. So then it's like you go and you have the egg white omelet and then you end up having what you wanted in the first place. Or you're like, you're like, I need to do good. I'm going to have yogurt as a snack. There's nothing wrong with yogurt, I'm just saying. But then you really wanted the ice cream, so then you have the yogurt, you're not satisfied, and then you end up binging on the ice cream. Do you guys understand how when you're trying to focus on the lowest calorie option versus like what you actually wanna eat, it just, it, you, you end up binging anyways, okay? So those are a few things that actually create binge urges. And this is why, you guys, it is so important it is so, 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 yes, oh my God. It is so important to not be restricting, not being dieting, not have any food rules. It is so important to actually honor your cravings, have satisfying meals, and then also prioritize healing your relationship with food over weight loss. Makes so much sense. You're welcome. You are so welcome, Kimberly. Nora said, I just shared this with the community this morning. I had chocolate chips and my yogurt this morning. So satisfying. Yes, because you're a freaking badass. Yes, and you're starting to understand that like we don't have to fear these foods. 1,000%. Um, there was a comment here. Uh, is emotional eating different than binge eating? Yes. Binge eating is like this out-of-body experience. It feels like you can't stop eating. Like one bite of something sweet turns into, like let's say you have one cookie and then you're like, I, I need another cookie. So then you have another cookie. And then that turns into three cookies. Then you're in the ice cream. Then you're eating the pizza. Like it just, it's it autopilot. It literally feels like you can't stop. Even if you intellectually know that you're full, your body's like, keep going, keep going. For me, it literally felt like somebody was taking over my body and doing things with food that didn't feel like me. It felt like literally somebody had like a remote control and they were like controlling my actions because it did not feel like me. I'm like, how do I get out of this? Literally out of body experience is the best way I can describe binge eating. Can you guys relate to that? Give me some hearts or drop a yes below like this out of body experience. Like it was like literally it wasn't me. I was doing things with food that did not feel like me. That is the best description of, of binge eating. Emotional eating, on the other hand, is you don't necessarily have this like impulse or this urge, but you might be sitting on the couch, you know, eating a bag of, of chips or having some ice cream. You're not hungry. You're not impulsive. You're not like eating in front of the kitchen sink, standing over, you know, by the fridge, like eating super fast, hiding before somebody walks in. But emotional eating might be, you might be with your partner on the couch and you're both like eating a bag of chips and you're like, I'm literally not even hungry right now. But like, ugh, it's such a stressful day from work. You're trying to soothe those emotions. Okay. Uh, my binge actions are so not in alignment with who I am or what I want. I want to feel fit and binge is literally caught, uh, always cause the opposite of that. Yep, 1000%. And you guys know, like when my binging was at its all time worse, I was a, a, I was a personal trainer. I was a health coach. 
And I had health and fitness goals, but I, I kept on sabotaging because of my binges, right? Is it bad to count calorie count? I'm trying to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight, but don't want it to backfire and then end up binging. So, but this is the thing. That's what it's exactly doing, Kimberly. When, so like I mentioned, when you're in a calorie deficit, you're, you're, that, that literally is what creates binge urges. And this is why so many people tell me like, I'm trying to lose weight, but like I'm binging. But what you're doing is creating urges, right? So this is why we need to learn how to prevent those binge urges from arising. We can't be in a calorie deficit. If you're in a calorie deficit, you're going to have urges and that's what creates binges. If you want to lose weight, heal your relationship with food and stop your binging. Because as a result of no longer consuming thousands of calories, you can lose the weight. Like I said, with one of my clients that I'm working with inside of the academy, she hasn't been binging. She's been rewiring her brain. She hasn't been feeling impulsive. She, she's not even focusing on weight loss. She's like, I know that I have, I want to lose weight, but like I most importantly want to heal my relationship with food. But as a result of not binging, she's been able to lose weight. And I'm not saying my program is a weight loss program. I'm not, I am not portraying that. I want to be very clear. I'm a binge eating coach. I help, you know, obviously you guys heal your relationship with food and stop binge eating. But as a result of literally no longer like, scarfing food down your throat, you're no longer consuming thousands of calories. So you can literally be in a, in not a deficit, but you can be actually eating less unintentionally without even trying. And then you're not dealing with the guilt and the shame and the disgust from the binges. Like that's the freaking goal. Is that not right? And then the thing with calorie counting, Kimberly, it, it honestly just makes you so up in your head. Like if you're binging right now it's like you're probably already thinking about food so much and then having to like okay how many calories okay what are the carbs or the protein but like it's like you're spending all day literally thinking about food and when you want to heal your relationship with food you want to get your mental real estate back how many of you guys don't want to be thinking about food all day long drop a me in the chat box you're like heck freaking yes sign me up i want my mental real estate back i want to be present with my family I want to be able to, you know, go to a yoga class without thinking about like, what am I going to eat for dinner? Or like, I want to be able to have my breakfast without thinking about what I'm going to have for lunch. Right? So this is, this is the thing when it comes to um, calorie counting, it's, it's, you're literally just so up in your head so much more thinking about food and calories. I try to explain this all the time. I always want to stop but I just keep on going. Yes, it's that urge. This is why we got to get rid of those urges. You guys, everything that I do ha- is, in, is my root and rewire process. You have to get to the root of your binging. You got to rewire your brain out of these habitual cycles. My binging is out of control and I exercise to trying to burn off what I've eaten. I just go around in circles. Allie, this was me for 10 years. I see you. You're so not alone. I, like I was just saying, like I was very much into health and I would be spending hours on the treadmill working out. And it's like to try to compensate for how much I've eaten. But then as a result, I literally was like, like I was like putting myself in a deficit. And the next thing you know, I would have another urge to binge at night. And then I would binge again. Like you said, it's a, it's the same cycle. And this is why it's like the over-exercising will stop as a result of you controlling your urges and your binges. The moment that I started having less binge urges, I didn't feel the need to like overcompensate. So if you don't categorize, this is a good question. 
Why do I still binge even though I don't categorize food as good versus bad? So here's the thing, you guys. There's mental restriction. So, so even though you're not seeing food as like good versus bad, you might be judging your food choices. So even though you're like, I'm eating ice cream, like I don't, I don't really see it. It's bad. But like, is there any like, oh, but you should be losing weight. Like, it, like sneak, sneaky, there's sneaky thoughts sometimes. Or, or it could just be the fact that you haven't gotten rid of those urges yet. There, there's so many things, right? Like, even though you're not seeing food as good versus bad, is there any type of dieting that you're doing? Are you in a calorie restricted state? Are you judging your food choices? Are you not having satisfying meals? Right? Have you had a past history of restriction? Like there's so many different factors. Um, can you be an emotional eater and a binge eater? 1000%. Most people are. I would say like 90% of people are. How long does it take a person to recover? I feel like I've been doing this for over 20 years and I'm so over it. So Julie, good question. Honestly, it, it, it totally depends from person to person. But what I'm going to say is with the right type of support, with a community, with actually learning tools to rewire your brain, it doesn't have to take long. No, I'm not saying this is a quick fix. And if anyone knows me, I do things sustainably and I can confidently say when I help my clients stop binge eating, they stop it for good because there's no quick fixes that we do in my world. This is not about distracting yourself, staying busy, fingers crossed, I hope I don't binge. When you actually get to the root of things and reprogram your brain, you can stop binge eating for good. So I don't know what you've tried. A lot of clients have come to me and they're like, I've spent years in therapy and then they'll come work with me. You know, and then we'll actually, they'll actually see a little bit more progress because it's not just talking things out. It, you know what I mean? So I don't know what you've tried um, in the past. Maybe, maybe you've tried doing it on your own. I don't really know. Um, but I would get yourself, again, I have my membership. I'm going to talk about this in a little bit. You know, be part of a community, learning the fundamental tools, the step-by-step -step strategy. For me personally, I'm a step-by-step -step person. Like here's step one, here's how to get rid of those binge urges. Here's what to do when you feel the, you know, guilty. Here's what to do after a binge. Like you need the step by step. So again, Julie, I don't know if you've had a coach in the past or if you've uh, not been part of a community, but those things can really support you. Um, I got to head off to work. Just want to say thank you. You are so welcome. I wish I found you sooner. Is it normal to relapse when we get... Uh, once we get past recovery. So this, I'm going to be, I'm going to share my honest answer. You shouldn't be relapsing if you've done things sustainably. So if you've done the keep trigger foods out of the house, or I'm just going to like distract myself and stay busy when I feel the urge to binge, then it's like, you can have a moment like periods where you don't binge. Cause like you're keeping trigger foods out of the house or you're distracting yourself and you have a busy season at work. But because you actually haven't gotten rid of your binge urges, then yeah, you're going to relapse. But again, when you do things sustainably and you don't feel that urge to binge anymore, it doesn't matter if, if you're on vacation, doesn't matter if you're home alone, doesn't matter if it's late at night, you still won't binge. It's been three years since I've had an urge to binge. So, and I, I, I am so confident that I will never binge again because I don't, I don't have that urge. I, I can literally, I used to be home alone. And literally, it didn't matter if it was 8 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock at night, 3 o'clock on a Saturday. If I was home alone, you bet your butt I was going to go and binge. That was like the best opportunity. 
Like somebody pulls out of the driveway and I'm ready in the kitchen. Like I'm, I, I planned this. I literally planned this. If I knew I was going to be home alone in like a week, all week I was thinking about like, oh, can't wait to bitch. Now I can be home alone and I literally don't even, I don't even think about binging. I'm like, okay, like let's get, I'm like doing things for work. I'm like cleaning the house. Like you just don't think about it. So this is why I always talk about doing things sustainably. So I kind of went on a tangent. <laughs> the person asked how to get started, but I think on your journey to healing your relationship with food, what I shared about like what creates binge urges, it's very important to understand what causes binge urges so you can prevent those binge urges from arising in the first place, okay? So for those of you guys who resonated with this, um, let's just see here. Um, I've experienced binge eating combined with anorexia and I'm over it. I would like to share my story with your community. It might help them. Um, I literally wait for my family to go out so I can binge freely. Yeah, that's so common. Okay. So for those of you guys, and by the way, um, who is this? Sona? I think it's Sona. Um, I'm glad that you are free. That's like amazing. It's like the best feeling in the world. It's the best feeling in the world. Um, okay. So for those of you guys who resonated with this and you're like, okay, this makes sense. I am looking for a sustainable solution. I don't want just a few binge free days. And then like, hopefully like fingers crossed. I hope I don't do it tonight. If you're truly looking for a sustainable solution, like I, I am the coach for you because we do things sustainably. This is not a quick fix. So many of you guys know I did launch my root and rewire membership. There's already so many of you guys who already plugged in. This membership is designed to really help you get to the root of your binge eating and rewire your brain out of these habitual cycles. I want to help you have a better relationship with food. I want to help you stop thinking about food from the time that you wake up until the time that you go to bed. I want you to regain your control back so you can have one or two cookies without feeling like you need to eat the entire box. So the way that this set up is there is tools. You learn my framework. You learn how to rewire your brain. You learn how to get rid of your binge urges. Then there is the support. You need support. Binge eating thrives in isolation. You need that community. When you are with your girlfriends, you don't talk about this stuff, right? You don't talk about like, oh my gosh, I ate so much. Or like, I feel so guilty. Maybe even your partner, maybe even try to explain binge eating to your partner and it's just like, oh, you've eaten too much or like, just don't eat so much. Just watch your portions. Like, it's okay. It's okay if you feel guilty. Like I had, I had so many chips yesterday and you're like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Like, I'm not just overeating. Like I'm doing things with food that don't feel like me, right? So you need a community of other women that can actually get you, who understand you, that no other therapist, no other nutritionist, no partner would ever understand. Yeah, my friends are like, I just love food. And it's like, yeah, but you don't get it. Yeah, but you don't get it, right? So you have the tools, the root and rewire process, right? You have the community. You, I feel like nobody actually gets it. Nicole, when, if you ever, if you join this community, it's like, you're literally going to have this weight lifted off of your shoulders. You're like, oh my gosh, I am not the only crazy person. And it feels so good. People love being in my community because it's like for the first time in my life, I actually feel seen and I feel understood. The third piece is getting support from myself who has conquered binge eating. If you feel like no one has understood it, 
talk to somebody, get coached by somebody who's actually gone through binge eating that has lived experience. I guarantee you're going to feel seen and understood. Maybe just even in this, but talking for, you know, 20 minutes, you're like, she gets me. It is so important to feel seen, to feel understood. That can skyrocket your progress. Being part of a community can transform your relationship with food, I believe, almost faster than any single tool. That's pretty powerful. So inside of this membership, every single month, you get a new training with me, a new masterclass with me every single month to heal your relationship with food. We're in momentum, baby. Every single month, you're going to learn something new that you can literally take into action. Every single month, you can be making progress with your relationship with food. Then every single month, I also do a Q&A. So if you have questions, you get to ask your personalized questions, right? Which is so important because you might try one of the tools and then have a question. So you get some personalized coaching and then the community. Like I talked about, that's really everything. Every single day you can lean into this community. You can share your wins. There's been so many wins already with all the women who's already joined. We just launched on Friday and it's like popping in there. Everyone's supporting each other, cheering them on. You're going to have good days and you want to be celebrated. You're going to have maybe some not so good days and you want to feel encouraged so you can keep going. Okay. So I'm very excited for this membership as well. You get access. If you join immediately, you get access to over 14 hours of trainings that you can literally binge watch. This is the only thing you're allowed to binge. Okay. Over 14 hours of trainings on how to overcome secret eating, how to stop thinking about food 24 seven, how to stop emotional eating, how to get out of that all or nothing mentality. You know, when you eat something like bad or off limits, the next thing you know, it spirals in you into a binge. You're going to get trainings on that. You're going to get trainings on how to stop self-sabotage. You're going to get trainings on how to make peace with trigger foods so you can have some chocolate without it spiraling into a binge. Like there's over 14 hours of trainings immediately. So I am so excited. If you want more details on the membership, DM me membership. DM me membership and I'm going to give you all the details, all the, the things that you need to know of what is included in the membership. I am so excited. We have over 20 people already. The community is banging. There's people that joined three days ago and they're already like, I, don't, I haven't had the urge to binge. There are some people who are like, you know, I've had Halloween candy in the house and I've had a few and you know, it didn't spiral into a binge. So when you get plugged into a community, this is what's going to happen. Progress, baby, progress, baby. So I'm so freaking excited. You can DM me membership. If you'd like to be part of our badass community where you actually heal your relationship with food, you feel seen and understood. This is your home. This is your place where you feel seen, where you feel understood and you are in constant momentum making progress with your relationship with food. So I am so excited to support you. You can message me membership and I will DM you back with all of the details. So Thank you guys for being here. I am here for you. I am cheering you on. I am rooting for you. You guys are so amazing. Ah, Julia already said membership. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and message you. I'm gonna go ahead and message you right after this. All right, uh, Julie, I will message you. Um, you're welcome, Kimberly. Kimberly, you should totally be in the membership, girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm gonna get off. I'll go ahead and message you, all of you guys. Allie, okay, Allie, just go ahead and message me uh, as soon as we get off this, okay? There's there's so many of my DMs. Like, I've gotten plenty of messages. One of my videos went viral, so just be patient. If you are, yeah, Kimberly, just join, okay? <laughs> uh, if you guys are seriously interested in working with me, please send me a DM. 
Um, and then I can definitely share the details with you. Laura, you're so welcome. Allie, I'm excited to chat with you. I'll message you right after this. Okay, awesome. All right, you guys, have a beautiful rest of your day. I can't wait to support you, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye.